Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, on what was Twitter but is now X, at Coach Jan Shaw, on Telegram, US UK Patriot, and on True Social, Success Alchemist. Today is the 19th of August, 2023. And the title of today's show is Maui Murder, White Dragon Society Plan, Another Trump Indictment, and Biden Corruption Latest. And before I start, I'd just like to say that I'm very happy to report that all my moving days, well, so far, are over because I moved into my brand new, really cute little house um, on Monday and I'm in the process of settling in and getting furniture and all sorts but it's really good to be here and not have to be moving from A to B to C all the time. So this is the inaugural recording of the Cosmic Creating Show, the first one being done from my new living room. So I'm hoping that the sound will work okay as there's not a lot of soft furnishings in here yet. So uh, hopefully it'll come over fine and dandy. So I'm going to start today with this terrible story about the Maui so-called wildfire. And of course, the people who don't swallow all the mainstream media, the fake news media, and the anons who go digging down the rabbit holes, uh, we've all been very sceptical and actually disbelieving the official narrative. And the damage and destruction that has been done is absolutely horrific. So I'm going to concentrate on what uh, the real story appears to be, and some very odd things that have happened around this. I'm going to start with an article by Exposé, which is a UK publication. I have shared articles from them before. And this was actually published today, the 19th. And the title is, What Fueled the Hawaiian Wildfires That Killed Dozens and Destroyed Historic Lahaina Town, Maui? Much of the historic town of Lahaina, the previous home to around 12,000 people in western Maui, has been destroyed by wildfires that erupted last Tuesday night. This tragedy has been said to be the largest natural disaster in Hawaii's history. But not everyone is convinced that this was a natural disaster at all instead believing that it was fueled by a direct energy weapon, a DEW. 
The fires caught islanders and tourists by surprise. Some individuals even fled into the ocean to escape the flames. Thousands of Maui residents were forced to evacuate and tragically, at least 99 people have died. The last count I saw was, would you believe, 111. Interesting number. And hundreds of families have been displaced. With power and cell service out in western Maui, officials don't know how many people who may have tried to escape are still missing, said officials, who added that the devastation is so widespread and so catastrophic that it's hard to estimate just how many buildings were burned to the ground or damaged. But they estimate hundreds of structures have been impacted, according to CBS. What we saw was likely the largest natural disaster in Hawaii state history, says Governor Josh Green. However, not everyone is convinced that this was a natural disaster at all. What really caused the wildfires? The official story from mainstream media is that a fallen power line started a small flame. It was then fanned on by the large winds from a hurricane. But what really caused the massive wildfires that have burned through much of the Paradise Island, Maui, in Hawaii? Well, according to Edward Hendry from Great Mountain Publishing, Lahaina was destroyed by a directed energy weapon. There were some strange things about the alleged wildfire at Lahaina, Hawaii. Notably, the spokesman who explained what happened was not a fire official or anyone from the local government with any knowledge of firefighting or emergencies. Instead, we find Major General Kenneth Hara, the commanding general of the Hawaii Army National Guard. He stated that he did not know what ignited the fires but he opined that low humidity and high winds set the conditions for the wildfires. He is an army general. What does he know about forest fires? There is reason to question the general's claim. The wildfire would only make sense if a forest of trees surrounded the city of Lahaina. That is the first problem with the story. There is no forest near the town. Indeed, the satellite photo below shows that the tallest trees near the city belong to the Maui Kauai estate cacao farm. Cacao trees are pretty small, ranging in height between 13 and 26 feet. But those trees are across a highway several hundred yards from the nearest building. What about the trees within the city itself? There are lots of trees in the town, but when we look at the photos of the city after the alleged fire... We find that the trees in the town are mainly intact. Strangely, buildings that have been destroyed allegedly by fire are surrounded by trees untouched by flames. Something else is going on here. That something else is directed energy. The buildings were destroyed by directed energy weapons. Directed energy weapons use microwaves. They cause molecular destruction of materials that absorb them. Wood remains unfazed because wood absorbs very little microwave radiation. It's similar to how you can put a paper plate in a microwave oven without concern that it will catch fire. But if you put an aluminium foil into that same microwave oven, it will quickly begin to spark and burst into flames. The people are awake and the truth will out. 
X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, has also seen many posts with individuals that have come to the same conclusion that this was not a natural disaster, saying that the fires allegedly were started too suddenly and burned too harshly to be a regular wildfire, and pictures are also circulating of what appears to be a strike from the sky. I'll read some of those comments from from X. I can't get over this not being Twitter anymore. Okay, so you all heard of Mountain Dew. Here's Beach DEWs. Fakebook is taking this down as fast as they can. My initial suspicion three days ago was arson to be followed by a 15-minute city, the first in the country. Seems I was right, and here's some Maui fire footage that I'm not supposed to share. And it's showing what looks like um, a DEW being sent from above. Uh, Twitter is blocking content about Maui. What the hell are they hiding about this? Seriously. Prime oceanfront property. The natives wouldn't sell to Oprah, Vanguard and BlackRock. I've been on Maui the last nine years and I know the geographical location and how everything works. There was no effing way that a hurricane missed Big Island, went to Maui and didn't flood them. But it caused fires. Something strange has happened. WEF Governor of Hawaii says exactly the plan for the state to acquire the properties as a memorial and workforce housing. They, quote, always build memorials where their satanic sacrifices were made. You cannot make this up. The natives of those islands need to take back their lands. One post also refers to the 14,000 homes lost in Paradise, California, which again was obviously directed energy weapons. The evil perpetrators waged a war on unsuspecting beautiful people in the Paradise Island of Maui. They cannot be allowed to get away with it. The final word here is from a Maui Islander. Wait, what? In spite of the high winds and fallen power poles, the electricity was left on, but the water was shut off. Celia Farber also has things to say about this. She's on Substack. How can evil be this evil, and should we stop looking at it? This was published yesterday. Understanding as we understand it is misunderstanding, a quote from Elias Canetti. So they've set Tenerife on fire and they want you to watch. I'm beginning to get it about the revelation of the method. What role participatory humiliation plays for the New World Order stroke Davos ruling class? There's nothing left to decipher. It's the playbook of climate change lockdown straight up and clear. And it's got a video of La Esperanza having been put under a precautionary lockdown. The Tenerife fire supposedly broke out in a national park that was hard for firefighters to reach. Meanwhile, Herman Andaya, notorious for saying at a press conference that he did not regret not sounding the alarms before the Lahaina Maui fires, has resigned. I attribute this to the fact that he felt guilty towards his people, just a theory. Meanwhile, apparently, the entire staff of the post-O'Keefe Project Veritas has been fired. 
Before O'Keefe was pushed out of PV, this video came out proving beyond a shadow of a doubt that mass media is terroristic in essence and form, not that we did not know that. I did not imagine they would rush climate change by way of sheer mass DEW arson to firebomb the local native landowning people off their land, but why should that surprise anyone? It shouldn't. It's an updated high-tech version of the US government's Native American displacement, genocide and mass slaughter of over 30 million bison. They were saying it and saying it, starting with George Bush in the very early 90s. They sound like they're in a trance state when they say it. How have we all lived like this, ruled by these ghastly people all these decades? A new world order, a very chilling clip. What is power? It's the control of language. William Lutz, author of two books on doublespeak. I decided not to post videos of burning forests from Tenerife. I looked at dozens of them. I read the shameful propaganda headlines, a warming, desiccated planet, and even the propaganda felt listless. The one I posted above, hard to say what it is telling us. Remember years ago when you could just find out what happened without having to wriggle through psyops, come out of trance, etc.? All the news these days is always telling you are going to die in new ways every day. Many of us are almost kind of ready because it means we at least won't have to listen to them anymore once we are dead. Another thing we could try is tuning them out to react or not react, ignore or engage. They are experimenting on us all the time. We're learning not to take all bait all the time, at least, Imagine what might have been if nobody took the death by coronavirus on elevator button bait in 2020-2021. We're in the climate change op now and it may make us miss the COVID op. It's so wildly evil and dishonest. It seems they are expressing their admiration for indigenous people by scorching their land with directed energy weapons just like 9-11 and just like every other attack, all warning systems were not in place. Why? Because the point is to kill people, take their land and shock the rest of us into submission. No warnings of any kind function normally when the storm of Armageddon fires broke out, in quotes, on Maui and Lahaina and no rescue or help operations functioned at all after the fact. No water, no sirens, no nothing. Climate change is fast like that. Everything they do has this quality of being inverted, cold, dishonest and evil. Meanwhile, I feel a growing awareness that most content is part of a matrix of manipulations. Yet I am not sure how or whether to just cease trying or caring. I feel myself a fish among millions being pulled along told what to be upset about, who to admire, who not to question. So when I saw the countless videos of the Tenerife fires, something stopped me from posting them. The powers that be want us to be electronic arsonists, fire passers, dread spreaders, to spread and spread and spread, peddlers of shock, awe and outrage. How many times did we see the planes flying into the buildings after 9-11? 
Now we know there were no planes. At least that is what I conclude. What happened in Hawaii is like another 9-11, a horrifying planned event that was designed to change everything and already has. The images are almost beyond the humanized capacity to accept. People believe that's from natural fires. They, because all they do is lie, invoke climate change. We say DEWs, but both sides are spreading fire images and trauma. To what end exactly? Let's assume they, Mr. Global Stroke Anaconda, plan the, the social media campaigns and influencers far in advance for ops like this and even for smaller ones. I think they run entire sub-ops of reactions, outrages, punchbacks and what have you that seem like it's, quote, people, but is actually them. How often do you get that unsettling feeling that a TikTok video is just too perfect, even if you agree with it? I get that feeling more and more. I'm frustrated and alienated that I don't know who anybody even is. It's always some random person saying, hey guys, what happened to our lives? We can't stop, not even with advanced insight and knowledge, the next attack, the next thing they are going to pull off. Or the one after that, we can't fight, flee, freeze or fawn. Those who fawned in the COVID op died first. Maui will be the first smart city as ordained and that's that. If the New World Order is going to simply torch bomb the lands they want cleared, they can. Behind the green mask, what is sustainable development? Rosa Coyer told us all this, remember, back in 2020. It is a loss of private property, a loss of sovereignty. It is the biggest public relations scam in the history of the world, but it's far more than that. People speculate that Rosa Coyer was murdered, and the article includes a 30-minute long video of the lady speaking, which I can't include here. Um, how much more can we take? It's a serious question. Also, where are the faces of the missing and dead from Maui and Lahaina? It's been many days. Who is missing? How many children? What are their names? Is it part of the new world order not to pay tribute to people, even children, who were killed by climate change? What's being reported, and this is me, by the way, is that children were sent home from school and... Many of the casualties, apparently, are the children who were home alone. And because the cell phone service wasn't working, parents were unaware of the fact that the children were at home. And um, horrifically, many of them died in, in their homes. So that accounts, I think, for a lot of the reported casualty numbers. Um, Biden got absolutely roasted because when he was asked for a comment about the Maui wildfire, his response was no comment, which is absolutely despicable. And then today on X, the POTUS account tweeted about all this help that they were sending in to Maui. And again, people roasted the account which, of course, 
we now know is being managed by uh, Karine Jean-Pierre because she slipped up and posted what should have been on POTUS account, on her account by mistake, saying when she was running for president. So that was a complete farce. Anyway, um, the comments on this tweet or this post were basically saying this fire happened on the 8th and it's the 18th. I think it obviously must have been yesterday then. Sorry about that. But basically saying, why did you wait 10 days to do anything? So, you know, really getting pushed back on this, quite rightly so. Now, something else very strange happened. And this is a report from The Golden Age of Gaia by Steve Beckow. And the title is How Much Longer? This was posted yesterday. A book is out on Amazon already on the Maui fires. Fire and Fury, the story of the 2023 Maui fire and its implications for climate change by Dr. Miles Stones. And it's a Kindle edition. And people have pointed out that milestones, perhaps it's a milestone in the pushing of this climate agenda. The situation is similar to the Paris shootings, where an account of events appeared in Wikipedia, complete with comments from the French president within two hours of the incident. The intent is clearly to link the fire to climate change to fix and control the narrative. The blurb establishes that storyline, fixing attention on climate change as the fire's cause. Fire and Fury, the story of the Maui fire and its implications for climate change, is a gripping and eye-opening account of one of the most devastating wildfires in Hawaii history and how it reveals the urgent need to address the global climate crisis. The book chronicles the events of August 8th to 11th, 2023, when a massive fire swept across the island of Maui fueled by drought, heat, and hurricane winds. The book describes the harrowing experiences of the people who lived through the fire, as well as the heroic efforts of the firefighters and rescuers who battled the flames. Now, incidentally, this book was released on Amazon on the 10th of August, and yet it's claiming to be chronicling what happened between the 8th and the 11th of August. So this guy's either got a crystal ball or it's basically outlining what was a planned attack on the Maui people. And I think um, the latter is probably more accurate. Uh, my response to this, I was thinking, well, is it perhaps a move by the White Hats to wake people up? Because this is so obvious, you know, putting the book out even before the end of the dates that is supposed to be chronicling or are they just putting in our faces something that is a complete insult to our intelligence I don't know we'll have to wait and see but of course there's so much optics so many optics that I really believe they're meant to wake people up it just reminded me of during COVID when you've got all these nurses and doctors doing dances well, they're claiming that the emergency rooms and the hospitals are completely overrun. It's like, really? 
you really think we're going to fall for this? And of course, so many people did. Um, but there are so many opportunities to see that what they're putting in front of us is a complete psyop. Continuing with the article, firefighters and other rescue workers were prevented from doing their work. People were prevented from leaving Maui or bringing supplies in. Everything about the fire's physical details pointed to directed energy weapons and not some sort of natural occurrence. How much more misery will it take to wake the sleeping up? Meanwhile, the southern border is seeing thousands and thousands of people with all kinds of intentions flooding in. One commentator said it was easier to adopt a child from HHS at the border than to adopt a cat. More comes from every direction, chemtrails acting as an accelerant, wildfires in the north of Canada, more people dying vaccine deaths, etc. How heartrending it all is. Where is a country where the government is not attacking its people? I breathe in the overwhelm I feel. As I do so, I feel dizzy and I'm glad I'm sitting down. My heart is heavy. The feeling of overwhelm makes it difficult to breathe love up from my heart. I recognize this feeling of overwhelm as the blanket of fog that allows me to not go crazy reflecting on the collective misery in the world caused by the deep state. Hindus call this fog thamas, a synonym for it is lethargy. In this case, it functions to mitigate the amount of sorrow I let in or out. It's acting as a coping mechanism. I now feel not deep sorrow and overwhelm, but a manageable sadness. I can carry on in my daily life carrying this amount of sadness. It tinges into gloom. The sadness is heavy enough that all I can do is sit and feel it. I ask myself, how much longer, O oh Lord? And I do empathize with that feeling. I mean, we're seeing so much horror going on in the world. Um, you know, all these sudden deaths from the vaccines that they're calling, you know, coincidences. It sometimes can feel overwhelming. And, you know, I have to kind of lift myself out from it and say, no, this is this is something we just have to go through to see an end to this um, evil force ruling this planet. So, you know, it's often darkest before the dawn, but it's vital to really focus on what we see as the positive outcome of all of this. You know, it's back to the principles of manifestation. If we focus on the horrors, we'll just get more horrors. We have to trust that God always wins. Good always uh, wins over evil. And that is the point of view we have to continue holding in our thoughts and in our hearts. I'm just going to share a different perspective on this. And this is from the Assetti News update. And this is James Gilliland, of course. And it's not one of his usual newsletters. It's actually forwarded from Golden Wolf, and it is about Lahaina. We believe Lahaina is the spark that is going to unite the people. 
a grand wake-up call as to the agendas of some very dark souls that care nothing for your children, your culture, the air, water, and land. They seek only profit and power over others. They are inhumane and morally challenged. If you want to end the denial, you have to come to terms with the fact that the reason there is so much inhumanity on the planet is because there is non-human interference. Interference that thrives on the pain, suffering, and loss of the people. It is not just the corrupt physical people on earth we are dealing with. It is a multidimensional problem that goes back 450,000 years. We have been fighting against draconian law ever since. There are some very dark, unseen negative influences. They are referred to as satanic stroke luciferian reptilian, negative grey aliens, and a host of others. They are responsible for the child, drug, and sex trafficking. Those who lust for fame, power, and wealth sell their souls to these forces and unfortunately hold some of the highest seats of power. To them, humanity is less than livestock. To many of them, humanity is a nuisance, and anyone who wants to live free according to universal law is a threat. In other words, the fire that consumed Lahaina was a land grab. It was genocide against the Hawaiian people and their culture. What do we know about those behind this? The dark side of the global elite, the CFR, UN, WHO, and a host of other organizations. They have two agendas. One, population control, reduce the population with whatever means possible. Two, total control of every aspect of your life. This can be done by removing the previous occupants from the land using man-made disasters, epidemics and deadly vaccines called safe and effective. Recent statistics prove they are neither safe nor effective. They can alter weather, create droughts, create fires, tornadoes, steer hurricanes, create earthquakes and make volcanoes erupt. They often use DEW, directed energy weapons, as in the case of Paradise, California, Lahaina and other locations they desire to build their 15-minute smart cities. In the 15-minute smart cities, they will have total control over where you go, what you eat, what you buy, and if you buck the system, you lose everything. It is China 2.0. They have had their eye on many cities globally for quite some time. They have drawn up plans for these smart cities for years. The only problem is they are occupied. The fires in paradise were unnatural and broke all the laws of physics. While some trees exploded, burning from the inside out, Other green trees were left standing, surrounding completely demolished homes. It looked more like a war zone than a fire. Metal, aluminium, even porcelain toilets were melted to the ground. Guardrails had the wood intact with the bolts melted. Metal drain pipes under freeways were melted. This is a microwave or a DEW weapon signature, and the temperatures to melt most of these metals can't be generated from regular house or forest fires. We cannot ignore the obvious. Hawaii is the heart chakra of the planet, carrying the aloha spirit. Lahaina is the main anchor and home of most of the royals. 
It is the antithesis of those heartless, morally and spiritually challenged people responsible for these events. What better target to send a message to the world? Sounds unbelievable. Let's look at what we know. The disaster sirens did not work despite the fact they are run on solar independent without the need of power lines to operate. The children were sent home due to high winds and power outages. The high winds, according to weather stations, did not come from Hurricane Dora. It was mysteriously generated locally, 80 plus mile an hour gusts. The parents were not notified. Most had no idea their kids were home due to cell phone communication interruption. There were bright flashes of light inconsistent with transformer explosions in areas where there were no transformers. Many of the exits were blocked to get out of Lahaina, according to locals, some for no reason. The firefighters were sent home from what they call the source of the original fire, calling it 100% contained, knowing high winds were coming. Where were the police, firefighters and other first responders to warn the people? They claim it was a 17-minute fire where everything was destroyed. Has this occurred before? The bodies of humans and animals were incinerated, even those in the streets with no vegetation around them. Why did they have plans already drawn to turn Lahaina into one of their 15-minute smart cities? And why did the governor give himself the power through executive order to condemn property and take it away from the people at the end of July? Why is the police captain the same captain who handled the false flag shooting and killing of 50 people in Las Vegas? There were multiple shooters, not just a lone gunman, according to the official story. Why is the incident commander blocking people from seeing the evidence, arresting locals and censoring their stories? Why were they blocking rescue operations, food and supplies to help the survivors? Many have already been sent to Oahu, relocated. The answer to many of these questions is so obvious yet hard for most people to even grasp other than the locals who have experienced a history of land grabs and genocide. This is just a bigger scale. What is the solution? We need to listen to the testimony of the locals. We need to hold accountable those responsible for, in ignorance or willingly, carrying out orders that perpetuated, I think that should really be perpetrated, this deadly disaster. We need to hold officials responsible for agreeing to these 15-minute smart cities. Those who held meetings ahead of time and those who paved the way for removal and genocide of the local occupants. We need to find out who built these weapons, who bought the weapons, where they are stored and who is operating these weapons. Let us all band together as one people and figure this out. Time to hold accountable those responsible. This is nothing new. It has been going on since 1942. They have only gotten better at it. Because just as there are malevolent, unseen negative influences, there are also benevolent. Might want to pray to the Ascended Masters, Ancestors and Star Nations for some help. Osio and Aloha, Golden Wolf. We do certainly seem to be going through the end time. So I think we must console ourselves in the face of all of this evil. 
that if it's an end time, the end must be coming soon. And let's all pray that it is very soon. It's been a very, very long and hard journey, even for those of us who've not been directly impacted by these terrible tragedies. I'm going to move on now to what is the Benjamin Fulford Weekly Report. He is actually on vacation, I understand. So he puts together a report which is not kind of the latest news, but it is some background which is very interesting. It's just to carry carry on while he's away. And this is the White Dragon Society Plan for the Planet. And it was published August 14th. The ancient ruling bloodlines of the planet are trying to negotiate a surrender with the White Dragon Society and their White Hat allies. The main obstacle to replacing the current dystopian regime ruling the West is now the question of what alternative is going to replace it. For this reason, the WDS White Dragon Society is presenting a set of proposals. These are not meant to be a definitive conclusion, but rather a starting point for constructive debate about how we as a species are to navigate into the future. Before we do this, though, let us confirm the current system is going to collapse. Thomas Jefferson was prophetic when he said, if the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, The banks and corporations that will grow up around them will deprive the people of all property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. I believe that banking institutions are more dangerous to our liberties than standing armies. The issuing power should be taken from the banks and restored to the people to whom it properly belongs. He was right. If a privately owned central bank creates $1 trillion out of thin air and then distributes it to its cronies, it will be, in effect, stealing that trillion from the American people. By one calculation, $450 trillion in income was siphoned away from U.S. workers between 1975 and 2018, due largely to the effects of inflation A massive and invisible decline in real wages was experienced by U.S. workers in the form of foregone income that went unnoticed by most U.S. families. This works out to $1.46 million stolen from every man, woman and child in the United States. If you start with 1972, when the U.S. dollar was taken off the gold standard, Update that to 2023 and use real inflation data, it works out to more than $2 million per person. Now, though, the banksters have killed the goose that laid the golden egg. They cannot steal any more from the American people. Here is the math. The U.S. median income is $31,000, while the median home price is $437,000. So at the current mortgage interest rate of 7.12%, the monthly mortgage payment will be $2,942. That means the annual payment will be $35,304. In other words, if the average American did not pay for food, utilities or anything else, they still could not afford to buy a home. This means the system is broken beyond repair. 
The FRB, the Federal Reserve Bank criminals, use various statistical lies to try to cover this up. For example, they will say per capita GDP is $70,000. However, that number hides income inequality by dividing total income by total population. For example, if Bill Gates walks into a cafeteria and starts buying everything, the per capita income of the people there shoots up even though they will not be able to buy any food. The median income is the level at which half the people are above and half below, and so reflects reality. This is why the WDS is proposing to start by returning the $2 million or so that was stolen from each person. The propagandists of the FRB will scream that will lead to hyperinflation. However, not with the WDS proposal, because the money will be given back to the people in the form of real things. For starters, everybody will be given ownership of their current place of residence, and all debts, public and private, will be written off. In other words, a jubilee will be declared. The WDS also calls for returning control of the process of creating and distributing money to the elected representatives of the people. This means government money could be used to pay any previous landlords who relied on rental income to live. Canada, from 1938 until 1972, was also able to pay for World War II expenses, public health insurance, education, public works like the Trans-Canada Highway, etc., all without debts or taxation, simply by using government money. There was no inflation either because the money was backed by gold and silver. This is the sort of system that needs to be put back into place, at least for North America. On a worldwide level, something similar also needs to be done. In other words, an international write-off of all debt and a redistribution of assets is needed. This is obviously going to have to be tailored to meet the needs of individual countries and regions and will require a lot of careful planning. The other thing the WDS is proposing is replacing the World Bank, the UN, the WEF, the BIS, the IMF, etc. with new institutions. This writer originally came to Japan in 1980 to study their economic and social system. At the time, Japan had just gone through decades of double-digit economic growth. They had the highest per capita GDP in the world. The gap between the rich and the poor was the lowest of any developed country. They also had the, low, the world's lowest crime rate, and rivers in downtown Tokyo were filled with fish at a time when pollution had killed all living creatures in other cities around the world. The economic system they used was one they copied from Nazi Germany and then improved upon. We all know about the nasty Nazi habit of genocide and the horrific medical experiments, etc. they carried out. What they do not teach us is how good their economic management was. They were pioneers in making sure everyone had a Volkswagen, paid holidays, health insurance, etc. They also built the wonderful German highway system. Again, by using government money, all without taxes or debt. However, they did use gold that was borrowed from Asian royals for this purpose and for setting up the BIS, UN, etc. This, in effect, handed over long-term control to Asian royal families. 
This is a problem that is now leading to an Asian takeover of the world as these royals demand the return of their gold. The Japanese system was similar and unlike the German system, did not rely on borrowed Asian royal gold. Let us look at how it worked. The Bank of Japan would start the process by sending its officials all over the country. They would check prices at supermarkets and other stores, ask small, medium and big businesses about their spending plans, etc. They would use that data to come up with an amount of money that could be created without causing inflation. The next step was taken by an organization known as the Economic Planning Agency. This group was headed by a committee of politicians, businessmen, bureaucrats, etc. They would decide where they wanted the country to be in five years. For example, in one plan, they decided to hook up all the houses in the nation to sewer systems over the coming five years and proceeded to do just that. This was not communist central planning, though, because the actual work was put out to the private sector through competitive bids. Private companies were also free to pursue their own plans, regardless of the central five-year plan. For example, the bureaucrats originally discouraged automobile companies, but that did not stop the likes of Honda and Toyota from going ahead anyway. In any case, communist China studied this system and copied it. They added their own twists. So, for example... Promotions are decided by having bureaucrats vote for anyone except themselves who they think deserves to be promoted. The result is they are growing their economy so quickly they have left the West eating their dust. The longer they are allowed to outgrow the West, the stronger they will become and the less they will have to listen to us. That is why the West needs to create a similar but hopefully better system to prevent China from taking over the world. The other thing that needs to be pointed out here is that copying the economic planning system of places like Singapore does not mean copying the totalitarian control grids these places use. In Singapore, chewing gum is illegal and they execute people for marijuana possession. None of us want to imitate aspects like that. In any case, as a result of backroom negotiations between the WDS and other groups, the British Commonwealth, the Pentagon and the Russians are among those who support the setting up of various complementary international future planning organisations to replace the failing IMF, BIS, World Bank, etc. system. As mentioned at the top, the details will need to be worked out to make sure the new structures work for the people and are staffed by people in a transparent, democratic and meritocratic way. The final obstacle that needs to be worked out before the new improved systems can be set up is to get the current ruling bloodlines to step aside and hand over control of their central banks. The bloodline families are asking as a condition for a handover that a jubilee also apply to crimes and criminal behaviour. They admit they have been torturing and murdering children on an industrial scale. They know many mass graves will be uncovered. The excuse they give is that this has been going on for thousands of years. The other excuse they make is that they were born into this system and had no choice but to go along or else be killed themselves. The WDS has supported a South African-style truth and reconciliation process in the past. However, 
There are so many people in the military and the agencies, not to mention the families of the countless victims, who are not feeling very forgiving. The only compromise the WDS can think of is that when the Khazarian Mafia are forced to hand over power, the people they hand power to will support truth and reconciliation. However, what happens after that is another question. An example to study is Argentina. The government that took over after the military government stepped aside kept its promise and did not prosecute any generals. However, future governments did and the generals ended up in jail. In any case, we sincerely hope that a peaceful transition can be arranged either late this year or early next. The alternative will be chaos, poverty and bloodshed as the current system heads for its mathematically certain collapse. And I think we know that the current system has to collapse. You have to take it down and replace it with something completely different. So um, signs that that might be in the offing as well. I'm going to quickly cover this latest travesty of justice in terms of uh, Trump, the latest Trump indictment. And this happened on Monday evening, and it's in Georgia, which we knew was pending. It was a bit of a farce because the county court clerk actually posted this before the grand jury had actually voted to indict him. So they put out this list of indictments and his um, co-indictees before the vote was actually cast to go ahead with it. You've probably seen this in the news. So I'm just going to jump forward to the 17th. And this is an Epoch Times report. Legal expert, Georgia Trump indictment, way overbroad, targets First Amendment rights. The latest criminal indictment against former President Donald Trump in Georgia risks punishing the former president's free speech, according to Paul Kamena, counsel for the National Legal and Policy Center. In an interview with Capital Report on Wednesday, Mr. Kamenar decried the 98-page criminal indictment against President Trump, which alleges he and his advisers violated Georgia's racketeer-influenced and corrupt organizations, RICO laws, while challenging the state's 2020 election results. The Georgia indictment further alleges President Trump and numerous alleged co-conspirators also made several false statements and illegal efforts to get public officials to violate their oaths of office. That one is a broader type of indictment and way overbroad, Mr. Kamenar said of the charges, which Fulton County District Attorney Fanny Willis unveiled on Monday evening. President Trump's supporters have argued that Mr. Smith's indictment in the January 6th case unfairly targeted actions by the president that should be protected under his First Amendment right to free speech. Mr. Kamenar raised a similar defense of the former president after the latest charges in Georgia. Both of them are going after the First Amendment activities of President Trump. There are allegations they have 161 so-called acts that supposedly support these criminal charges. And these acts are basically requests by Trump and others to have some of the allegations of voter fraud checked out under our First Amendment, Mr. Kamenar said. 
They were just simply petitioning for redress of grievances, and the government cannot criminalise a citizen or an office holder petitioning for redress of grievances. So both these cases, DC and the Georgia one, suffer from that major infirmity. So there were 18 other co-defendants, one of which is, or one of whom, is Mark Meadows, and he is petitioning to have his case um, heard in a federal court because he was actually an official, uh, a federal official as part of Trump's team when this so-called crime was committed. Um, The other thing is that they want to do the trial March March 4th, 2024, which is the day before Super Tuesday. So write um, a major attempt to interfere with the selection of the candidate for the 2024 election. And it's also, Mr. Kaminar is also saying that by including a RICO law, there's no way this trial can be conducted even before next year's election under the RICO statute they have down there, he said. It's been taking them six months at another RICO case just to get a jury selected. And those RICO statutes are used for criminal types of enterprises, drug dealers, smugglers, and so forth. So this is being abused. The indictment also, this is me, by the way, also includes a reference to uh, accusing Trump of knowing that the election wasn't stolen, even while he was challenging it. Well, then you've got to be a, a mind reader to know what the guy was thinking. So the whole thing is obviously a major witch hunt, as uh, Trump has been saying all along. Now, he did uh, announce that he was going to do a press conference on Monday, this Monday, um, regarding a report, a very detailed report, about the Georgia election fraud. However, I think it was yesterday, he actually withdrew that, withdrew from the press conference on the advice of his legal team. I think that they are now using this material in um, legal submissions to the court. So I think it's um, probably very much of a, a strategic move so that all this material can be heard in court and not called out by the fake news media again. This whole attempt to take Trump down, they're obviously scared to death of him winning the 2024 election because he really is going to drain that swamp this time, or shall we say that sewer this time, and they will stop at nothing to try and prevent that. Um, In other news, of course, we've had more coming out on the Biden uh, corruption. First of all, Hunter Biden's case has been dismissed in Delaware. I think this was the the cases against him regarding the um, tax avoidance or evasion or whatever, not filing his taxes. But apparently um, now that Andrew, I think it's Andrew Weiss, he's now been appointed a special counsel. 
And the view is that the cases will be refiled in the appropriate jurisdiction where the offences were committed, so not in Delaware. Um, people are saying that the reason that Garland has appointed Wise as a special counsel is so that they can stop Comer's continuing investigation in, in the House into the, the Biden family corruption. And another piece of news has come out this week, although I think I remember seeing it back in 2021 and somebody posted on X that this was not new news. We knew about this before, but now it's come back into the public eye. And this is that James Comer demands NARA, which is the... Um, National Archive, provide all documents for VP Biden's secret pseudonym, Robert L. Peters. House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, Republican Kentucky, demanded Thursday that the National Archives and Records Administration, NARA, hand over all documents and communications in which then-Vice President Joe Biden used pseudonyms such as Robert Peters, Robin Ware, and J.R.B. Ware. Comer listed the pseudonyms in a letter to NARA in which he demanded access to then-Vice President Joe Biden's documents and communications regarding official duties that overlap with his son's activities in Ukraine. One email, which Comer says um, the committee has already seen, includes an attachment with the vice president's schedule indicating that he had spoken by phone to then-Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko. The email was sent to a Robert L. Peters and CC'd to the vice president's son, Hunter Biden. Interestingly, um, on the infamous laptop from hell, um, Hunter refers to Joe Biden as pedo Pete. Now, um, James Wood on X this week, I can't remember which day it was, is basically calling out McCarthy, saying, get on with this damn indictment. There's so much evidence out there to prove corruption and money laundering. Will you just get on with it? Otherwise, you're just another uniparty rhino member who's all talk and no action. And I think we all feel the same way. JFDI, as I say, JFDI, just effing do it. But uh, we'll have to see how this plays out now that the special counsel is involved. Um, they'll, these corrupt people will do anything to keep Trump out of office and Biden's criminality concealed. But more and more people are waking up to this and are turning against the Democrat, well, the Democrat Party and the rhinos and all of the corrupt deep state. So that in itself is a move in the right direction. So that's all I have time for this week. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I hope you'll join me for another Cosmic Creating show next Saturday. And uh, thank you to Nancy for producing and to Derek Condit for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio. Visit his website at mysticalwares.com. And so until next time, stay well, be safe and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw. 
Updating Current Reality, a production of CosmicReality.com.